welcome to another episode of Three Guys in the Mouth. Josh here with my co-host George. Yo, yo. And Hunter. How's it going? And this week we actually have two huge items that came out. Uh, one is that unfortunately Disneyland will be pushing back and postponing their reopening. And the other is the re-theming of Splash Mountain. So here we go. So, like I said a second ago, we're going to be talking about two huge subjects for us Disneylanders, because, of course, these directly affect us now, which is kind of like a weird change for us, right? Because we've been talking so much about Universal recently and trying real hard not to be awful about it. But uh, <laughs> the first thing is that Disneyland, um, this is literally two days ago, right? Yes. Uh, on the day of this recording, two days ago, they had announced that Disneyland's uh, reopening will be pushed back. Uh, this is directly from the Disney Parks blog. Um, we previously announced the proposed phase reopening of our theme park for July 17th, pending government approval. We developed enhanced health and safety protocols for both cast and guests at Shanghai, Hong Kong, and Walt Disney World that have been approved, allowing us to reopen in a responsible manner and bring our cast members back to work. I'm going to stop right there. I'm assuming that line has to deal with the fact of uh, there's a lot of uh, talk about the unions in California, specifically the unions for the cast members were protesting the reopening uh, plan. So I'm guessing that that's why they made it a point to be like, look, the safety standards we were putting forth were good enough in Shanghai Disneyland, Hong Kong Disneyland, and Walt Disney World. Why is it not good enough in this one state? Right. Um, yeah. As a side note, I guess. Uh, the state of California has now indicated that it will not issue theme park reopening guidelines until sometime after July 4th. Given the time required for us to bring thousands of cast members back to work and restart our business, we have no choice but to delay the reopening of our theme parks and resort hotels until we receive approval from government officials. Once we have a clearer understanding of when guidelines will be released, we expect to be able to communicate a reopening date. Our downtown Disney district will reopen on July 9th as previously announced with health and safety protocols in place for cast members and guests. Uh, the opening of downtown Disney Resort or district has been previously approved in line with restaurant and retail reopenings uh, throughout California. The Master Services Union, which represents our retail cast at this location, previously signed an agreement for members to return to work. That's also back to the union thing that They've already been talking to the unions, so uh, that's kind of their note being like, hey, you know, we've already discussed this stuff, so, you know, these, like, open petitions and op uh, open letters they've been putting out is kind of, like, ridiculous, because, uh, I, I mean, there, there's kind of no other way to say it, but it's like, they, they already went through all this stuff, it's just they were like, ah, I don't know. But then I'm also, on the other side of that, agreeing... Uh, ultimately with the postponing because uh, and we've discussed this off mic of course because this was big news, news but safety comes first so it's like you've got spiking of coronavirus right now in California and it's like ultimately I do uh, have to begrudgingly agree with the governor of California that perhaps uh, opening theme parks right now is a little ridiculous Yeah, I mean, I, I do have to agree with you on that one. Uh, the part of you that doesn't want to agree is it, kind of overshadowed by the fact that you're like, yeah, but 
we, we should make sure that everybody's safe before, you know, we even think about reopening and letting people come back. I agree. Um, I think, like, the biggest thing, like, you guys have said it best, is just the safety. Um, as much as we're just Disneyland fans, like, you guys have said it best. Safety comes first. We could wait for a couple more months. Right. It, it's that thing. Like, we're Disneylanders, so, of course, we want the park to reopen, and we've been waiting patiently. But at the same time, we're not stupid. Uh, I hate to be that blunt, but it's like, we're not stupid. Like, there's definitely a global pandemic happening. It's happening literally in the world. So we're seeing spikes, so it's like, it's not a responsible time to just reopen theme parks where social distancing and prevention of, this, of spreading is incredibly difficult. Um, I will say, like, I do agree also with the July 4th thing. Um, so with the July 4th thing, I believe that the governor's attitude is that, you know, July 4th is obviously a big weekend. So it's after that, when he sees, like, the spiking, he can see, you know, what's the path forward? Can we justify reopening these theme parks, or can we push them off a little longer? Uh, my other note on that, though, is with them saying that they have to postpone July 17th because of uh, how much time it takes to get cast members, I'm going to call a little, like, a little bit of a your line right there. Because also, uh, at the same time, I think it was either on Thursday or Friday, they announced that they uh, are going to be reopening, uh, they're going to be reopening Tokyo Disneyland on July 1st with, like, it was like a week and a half to go. And I was like, what the? I was like, no one was tracking this. And all of a sudden, they were like, July 1st. And I'm like... So you didn't need any time to reopen Tokyo Disneyland, but you're telling me Disneyland requires so much work to get. I'm just like, whatever. That's that fancy mumbo jumbo. <laughs> yeah. I will say also on that though, we have seen the pictures. So it's like, there is like a lot of random work that needs to get done. So it's like, maybe that's factoring into it too. Because, you know, uh, famously, Hunter's uh, Avengers Campus is not even close to done for some reason. And, yeah, yeah, uh, that's weird. Yeah, and we discussed the uh, entrances to Fantasyland through Matterhorn and Frontierland are not done either. So, like, there's all these, like, weird questions going on right now. I mean... are not going to reopen those if they're blocked off. Yeah, exactly. And then, not only that, but just to go just a tiny bit back with the whole Avengers campus thing it's like we were under the impression that they were that they were still constructing it and then we saw the pictures and I know we just we said this on the last episode but it's like what were you working on then like you're, you're saying that you were working on it but it still just looks like dirt yeah yeah it, it's it's uh you know we're in we're in Vegas right now so we're getting ready for the stadium and we see people just non-stop just building and building it. So we probably had the same expectation of, you know, the Avenger land the same way. Well, you uh, a good point there. <laughs> I would say we, we do know there was like a lot of word of that. Disney was like actually trying to get Avengers campus done. That was like their main priority. It was what that, and I think we also discussed it on the podcast that it was like oddly the Mickey and Minnie's runaway railway, like clearing. They were, like, working on those, and then they got uh, ordered by the governor 
that uh, they could not continue working because Disney thought of it like, oh, well, it's construction work, so there's social distancing going on anyway. And then the governor was like, oh, no, when I said shut down, I meant shut down. <laughs> and they were like, oh, oops. Um, just a, a little side note. So the end of this uh, park blog post is, in order re to reopen our theme parks, we need to negotiate agreements with our union to return employees to work. Of course, once again, mentioning the little disputes they're having. Uh, we have had positive discussions and are very pleased to have signed agreements from 20 union affiliates, including Master Service Council, which represents more than 11,000 of our cast members. The signed agreement details plans that include enhanced safety protocols that will allow us to responsibly reopen and get thousands of our cast members back to work. Um, so that uh, I feel like that's kind of them saying, like, even with this going on, uh, I feel like, especially Master Services Council, I wonder if they're trying to say that they are going to continue working on the stuff that needs to get done, like what we were just saying, Avengers Campus and whatnot. And they're like, well, you know, if we're not going to reopen, we're definitely going to get those closer to being open than uh, they were before. Right. Which I, I think would make sense. I mean, if it's like, fine, you, get it. you can't open the theme parks, but at the, at the very least, hopefully we can get in there and, you know, finish our stuff up because... Uh, I, I I stupidly forgot that that was even a thing that they told them that they had to stop construction. Or maybe finish the Snow White ride. Or the carousel. Or, or something. the stairwell that, that, uh, that outside of uh, Space Mountain that they still have not finished for some reason. <laughs> you know, you would have thought that since they closed the, the parks, it's, like, it's a really big opportunity to get those things fixed and all this stuff. And they're like, nope, <laughs> we're just going to wait. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, even because, like, it was only for a little while that they weren't allowed to construct. But then when they got back, uh, and we'll mention this a little later, but it's like the priority of things um, is a little off, like, with what their priorities are. Um, but, you know, to move on, uh, so this is, of course, the probably, yeah, I would definitely say it's the bigger news, right? Um, like, Disneyland reopening, like, realistically, uh, we were given a... Uh, a um, question mark where it was like this is like our reopening plan it was never approved this right. one just kind of came out of nowhere and it was on the same day on Thursday June 25th uh, they announced that Disneyland and Magic Kingdom Park at Disney World will be changing their Splash Mountain rides and retheming them to Princess and the Frog um so, from the, uh, this is from the Parks blog. Today we are thrilled to share a first glimpse of a project Imagineers have been working on since last year. Splash Mountain at both Disneyland uh, Park in California and Magic Kingdom Park in Florida will be, uh, will soon be completely reimagined. The theme is inspired by an all-time favorite animated Disney film, The Princess and the Frog. We pick up this story after the final kiss and join Princess Kiana and Louie on a musical adventure featuring some of the powerful music from the film as they prepare for their very, uh, their first ever Mardi Gras performance. Um, they go on uh, to make statements about Tiana as a modern, courageous, empowered woman who pursues her dreams and never loses sight of what's really important. It's a great story with strong lead characters set against the backdrop of New Orleans and Louisiana Bayou. Actually, it's funny. Uh, it just reminded me, I saw someone complaining that they mentioned Louie and 
Tiana, but they never mentioned Naveen at all. <laughs> it's Naveen. <laughs> but um, I'm hoping they don't pretend like he doesn't exist. That would be insane. Yeah. But um, so with this, uh, so there, um, there's been like a lot of word, of course, uh, recently. There's been a lot of uh, talk about certain things historically how they're represented, and um, you know. This is this became a question. Uh, so there was a uh, there was a petition that someone made about uh, retheming uh, Splash Mountain to Princess and the Frog. Now this one was only for Disneyland, but uh, you know they were pointing out the thing is, is that Splash Mountain is actually adjacent to New Orleans Square and it literally touches with the uh, Haunted Mansion, so you could justify changing it over. Um, I'll be honest, I did not see this coming. Uh, I thought that was like more of a question mark than anything, but uh, this was a pleasant surprise. Um, of course, I'm not going to lie. There's a part of me, because uh, that was another joke I kind of made online, but uh, Splash Mountain opened in 1989, the year I was born, so it's literally as old as I am. So it's like I've never seen it not there at Disneyland. So um, it is like a huge part of like my childhood to go. But also as like an adult, like I understand uh, the reasoning, and I know I've discussed this like off mic with you guys. But like one of the key issues is of course Splash Mountain's um, IP, and it's uh, that uh, Splash Mountain is based off of Song of the South, which is a story that's set in um, the Civil War or uh, the pre-Civil War era in the Old South in the slave times, and literally features a slave. Uh, telling stories to a uh, to his master's um, son uh, and uh, their kids and that's where you come into a lot of problems and then there's also way bigger issues in the movie itself but then you get to the ride and when they were developing the ride Tony Baxter did know this so he made sure to like soften all of the bad stuff in it uh, right down to he removed Uncle Remus who is a slave character from the uh, book and the movie. He removed him and replaced him with Br'er Frog. And he took out the infamous uh, Tar Baby sequence and replaced it with Honeycomb, which uh, I'll be honest, when I saw, I've, I've, I have Song of the South as like a rip that I got when I was in Afghanistan. And uh, I was <laughs> genuinely surprised when I saw that scene. I was like, what is this? Um, but, uh, it's the thing, it's like, and I know a lot of people are complaining about history and whatnot, but it's like, there's certain things in history that, um, you know, you remember, and then there's certain things that don't need to be uh, focused on. And, uh, you know, unfortunately for the people that, uh, like even myself who love Splash Mountain, uh, this story is not something that needs to be retold and uh, needs to survive um, in this time. And also, I think, like, the IP that they're choosing over it is also a great one. I know my wife uh, and my daughter especially love this franchise, or I was going to say franchise, but the movie Princess and the Frog. Um, but like I said, like, there, it was very problematic. And I've also heard rumors for years that Disney, um, and I know Nathan himself, uh, just to give him a shout out, he mentioned uh, when I posted it on Facebook, he did mention that, you know, it's well known that Disney has been trying to get rid of this uh, connection to Song of the South for a long time. And 
I think, honestly, with the way things are right now, and uh, I, I also heard, uh, like they said, they've been working on this for over a year, uh, which um, actually Tony Baxter also said, which uh, makes me go, okay, that's true then. But uh, that the whole thing is that I heard that a little while ago, and I remember this. This was like probably maybe three to five years ago that someone uh, it hit online. I remember because people kept asking me about it, uh, my like comedian friends. But it was like about the whole thing with the Song of the South thing. And they were like, did you know that this is based on this? And I was like, yes, I'm aware of this. But then like my thing was, I was like, but you don't know that it's based on that. You only know that now because someone else pointed it out. But it was a thing that like, from what I understand, every once in a while it comes up again. And that's where Disney's thinking was like, eventually, this is going to become a way bigger issue. And, you know, their attitude has been, we need to get something over this before it's a big issue. And I think that's so, honestly what they're at right now. So was that movie even popular back then, like, besides, like, the songs? Yes. So that's the thing is, like, uh, with the overt, uh, ra- like, offensive and racist uh, things that are in it, um, the movie was a hit. And it also is well-remembered because of specifically the music, which I'm assuming, uh, like my favorite Imagineer, Tony Baxter, I would assume that that's also why he wanted to bring this uh, into the attraction, uh, is that he was like, you know, something to like make this live on. Because that's the thing, too, is uh, I was listening to Jim Hill talk about it. And like I said, I've read stuff about this before, but it's the thing that Disney, like basically since uh, Walt Disney passed away, they always knew that there was something, you know, when they looked at this, they were like, this is not, like, okay, this is offensive. And they've been trying to, like, you know, sneak it away for a long time. Like, uh, Jim Hill told the story that in the 60s, Disney, uh, after Walt Disney passed away from 66 to, like, 72, they were secretly uh, pulling all of the, um, all of the film of uh, Song of the South that were out at theaters. And they were like secretly uh, disporting them because their plan was to never release it again quietly. But then what happened was that uh, as they were doing this, it was a hugely popular movie specifically for its music. So these movie theater chains kept asking for it and Disney was like, no, like they just wouldn't respond. And then what uh, actually was kind of the silly part is that in 71, Walt Disney World opens and it... uh, you know, it's a uh, balloon budget made it so that they were like, oh, uh, well, we need to make some money quickly. And because, uh, you know, uh, famously, they didn't borrow any money to build Walt Disney World. However, that made it so that when it cost, what was it? It was like $600 million or something like that. That was all on the company. So Roy Disney was like, well, where are we going to get this money from? And they were like, oh, uh, somebody was like, you know, um, there is a movie that uh, people are requesting. And they were like, uh, his attitude was like, okay, we'll just charge them more for it. And that's what they did. Uh, so then it got released again. But then it also came with it, uh, when it w- whenever it would get released, it would also get protests, uh, like, you know, gradually. And then that's the thing, it's like the last time it was re-released in theaters was with the opening of the attraction in 89. And because there was like actual protests about it, that's uh, the rumor is that that's when Disney was like, never again will this movie be seen. And 
of course, like, think about it. Like, you guys, uh, for instance, because you guys are younger than me, you've never seen this movie. And I don't think, um, well, I know Hunter should remember it. Uh, at least in the song, uh, or the sing-along song that Disney would release, that's the only time you would ever see anything about it, because they would have Zippity Doo-Dah in it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you're right about that. Like, the only I've ever seen this movie full and full. I've seen clips that get posted to, like, YouTube occasionally, and, like, you know, because I watch a bunch of Disney documentaries and stuff at a location that pop up, and that's how I'll end up watching a clip or two. And uh, you're right. Other than that, the only real exposure I've had to that story is the sing-along and the attraction itself. Yeah. Yeah, like, like George just said, like, as a young... Like the, I'm sorry, like you said, Josh, like, since we're younger, like, it's crazy how, like, we're trying to get rid of, like, you know, Song of the South, but we're hearing it on, like, the albums of that clip, you know? Like, to me, in the first time, like, I'm listening to this, I'm like, oh, this is just probably the original version, like, probably the movies from, like, back kids in the old days, but that's, that was my attitude. But now when, you know, you're describing what it is, I'm like, oh, wow, okay. Yeah, uh, well, like, one thing I can say, too, is, like, think about it, like, when I was a kid, I remember that you, uh, at the stores, and I can say, uh, calling out my cousin, he, I know he has all three of them, but when I was a kid, they had plush at Disneyland of Br'er Bear, Br'er Fox, and Br'er Rabbit, and now think of, like, in your guys' time, there was a long period where you could not find any of those. And, it, and that was another weird thing where they just one day were like, they backtracked like all of the merchandising even for this ride because like I said, the secret, uh, the very well-known secret is that Disney was trying to get rid of this uh, connection with this movie for a long time, but they could never really get rid of it because this ride is uh, also a hugely popular ride. So they were like, well, there's no way to justify getting rid of it. I know you're right. Uh, I think if they, uh, get, when they get rid of Splash Mountain, I honestly believe they're going to get rid of that song too, which means like any parades or anything like that, zippity do, like that's all dead. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you can also go with that though, that it's like, that's happened before, uh, to other songs. So, I mean, it's not that big a deal <laughs> to lose the song. Right. But I mean, we'll, we'll have it. We have it, we, I mean, yeah. I have it on the Disneyland album. Uh, but what I say, like, the, the thing is, is that for a long time, up until I think, I think they made, like, the Pop Funko that comes with the three of them, but for the longest time, even merchandise, I think it was just, like, Splash Mountain, and it was the silhouette of the actual mountain itself, and there was literally no merchandise you could find for a very long time with any of those three characters on it, like, at all. Uh, yes, um, but, yeah, I know recently in the last, like, couple of years, they started releasing more stuff because they also had those wishables of them, and they also, uh, started making Br'er Rabbit again, and I know because we have it at my house because my daughter wanted it because she loves the ride, so she was like, oh, I want, uh, the rabbit, and I'm like, okay. True, I mean, and, and, see, that's gonna fade away, and the part of me that's like, oh, that's that's a shame is kind of overshadowed by the fact that you're like but I understand this like this this isn't something that we really want to you know like dwell on anymore especially for Disney as a company who like you were saying has been trying to like 
fade this thing into obscurity and try to get it out of the public eye. Oh, yeah, um, like one thing I wanted to point out too uh, with the zippity doo I do think you'll hear it in some way or form because, like, you know, they do release those greatest hits albums, but uh, you'll probably hear it because uh, there's also a thing that uh, it won the Academy Award for Best Original Song in 1926. Are you serious? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, a, it's a really, it's honestly a really fun song. Uh, take away, like, like, if you didn't know what, what, what the IP was attached to it, you'd probably be like, oh, this is, a, this is a really good song. And then, you know, you see the stuff and you're like, oh, hey, wow. That's crazy. Well, it's yeah. And, movie. I mean, think about it, too. Like, um, there, there's tons of, like, accolades you could give it because the movie also won a uh, honorary Academy Award, uh, which was given to James Baskett, who played Uncle Remus. Uh, he was given an honorary award, uh, Academy Award for his portrayal of Uncle Remus, which uh, also made him the first African-American to win any kind of uh, Academy Award. But uh, there's the thing that it's like, but why was it an honorary award? And then you get back into the same exact <laughs> argument. Where exactly. We know why it wasn't an honorary award. Exactly. Like, we know why he wasn't up for anything more than that. And, you know, all this other badly insane stuff that goes on during this time period. Yeah. I mean, um, and that's the thing. It's like, eventually you just have to, like... Uh, I hate to quote uh, the worst Star Wars movie, but sometimes you <laughs> just have to let the past die. <laughs> yeah. You know, I really, I really hate that that movie, but yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a good line to go with on it. <laughs> let the past die. Kill it if you have to. That's what oh, they man. do. <laughs> no, um, but you know, uh, going back around though, so a couple like interesting things is uh, the lead uh, producer on this uh, for Imagineering is going to be Charita Carter, who is a, an experienced um, Imagineer. She actually has worked on a ton of stuff. Most recently, she actually was working on um, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. And I believe, yeah, I want to say you see her in the uh, Disney Insider episode about uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which I know n- neither of you have watched. But, um, yeah. Yeah, she, she's been around at Imagineering for 25 years. She's a senior creative producer. Um, okay. They announced that she would be in charge of this. But also, on top of that, um, like uh, like I said uh, earlier, but Tony Baxter apparently is also working on this. And that was interesting to me because I was wondering uh, about that. And I saw one of the bloggers... Uh, on Twitter had posted that they contacted Tony Baxter to ask what he thought about the change. And Tony Baxter said that he's actually on the team. And he said, we've been working on this for a little while, like about a year or so. And I was just like, oh, so that's like legit. Like, cause I thought when they said a year, I, I thought, I'll be honest. I thought that was just Disney trying to be like, no, we've been working on this a while. And you're like, okay. But, but then uh, Tony Baxter says, and you're like, oh, well, I mean. Well, yeah, cause it's a secondary source, but it's also a guy exactly. that doesn't have to lie for the company anymore um but tony baxter did say that he's helping work on it because he did uh help create the original so they brought him back which i love that idea Um, i mean who better to help you know fit it for the for for the reimagining than the guy who like was your lead designer uh so uh, i did want to start with like uh uh how how do you put it like i guess like what are like the negative connotations we might see with this ride um, 
So I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, I do love Splash Mountain, but uh, I, I know I said it on Facebook, but it's like, I fully was more annoyed about the... Uh, I was genuinely more annoyed about uh, Pirates losing the auction scene than about this. But I think that's also like a thing where it's like, I've hit a point in my life, maybe it's just being an adult and maybe like not being so, uh, not being so sacred to things, but I, uh, you know, I've been telling people, I'm like, look, ultimately, cause you know, when the rumors were going around, I was like, ultimately Disney is a company. You can make as many petitions as you want, but Disney is a private company and that's going to become their decision. If they want to change that, they want to put the money into that, then that's on them. I'm not going to sit here boo-hooing it and being like, oh, but why? You know, uh, if it was universal, maybe I would. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> but I'm like, I, you know, I just see it as like, it's fully on them to make that decision. Um, however, I do want to say that my immediate thought was, uh, one of my worries was that maybe there's going to be a, a, a fall off of like... Um, attraction or what of what of like riders right and what i mean by that is like uh and i i'm not even going to go with like uh i know we had discussed it off mic but it's like the obvious uh stupidity that will be there about uh what it is i'm just saying like there is the connotation of maybe someone being like oh well now it's a girl ride and that that's the one thing that i'm like i wonder how they're going to tackle that which also bringing going back to the original thing I don't know why they didn't mention Naveen at all. That seems weird to me. But uh, I, I'm wondering, I'm like, uh, how are they going to tackle that? And one thing I know, uh, Hunter gave a great example, but I was saying, like, I also think they should keep the name as Splash Mountain, but put, like, a colon on it, because I, I was listening to another podcast, and they made fun of that, where they're like, right now Disney's really big on these colons, because uh, what is it? It's uh, uh, Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run, or... Star Wars, Rises of Resistance, and they're like, uh, Star Wars, colon, Galaxy's Holy. Edge, like, they're like, they're all into these, like, big, uh, you know, long names now, so I was like, uh, I was like, they should do something like that, and, uh, mine was stupid, I said, like, you know, Splash Mountain, like, Tiana's, uh, what did I say, Tiana's Bayou Adventure, and Hunter yeah, actually yeah. had a good example, uh, Hunter, if you want to say what your idea was. Yeah, uh, and again, because, like, I didn't grab my phone to, to check down the album's name but uh, I was like oh you know if you want to keep the Splash Mountain name maybe something as simple as like Splash Mountain you know going down the bayou or something just simple like that that you know gets the cost and you can keep the branding I love it I mean we know Bob Iger's listening so uh, he's welcome <laughs> to take that uh, we're giving that for free you know, but, you know I was uh, thinking I of wanna... yeah I was thinking of the name of like um, Splash Mountain maybe a little deeper <laughs> <laughs> no, um, and, and you know, uh, so that's another thing is like my other worry because we've seen this too is uh, I don't want Disney to uh, like do a mediocre job, and that's where I'm just like judging from the cast that they have on this. I'm just like I don't think they will. I don't uh, think Tony Baxter would allow that. Yeah, yeah, I don't <laughs> like, think Tony Baxter would. Because uh, uh, and the easiest example I can think of is. Journey into Imagination, where they did not allow him on either project to change that, and uh, that's what my worry was, is like, you do something like that. But, of course, I don't think they will. I know, I already told you guys, but I'm very certain, I saw TPM videos posted on their Instagram, I'm very certain that that last scene with the uh, riverboat, 
uh, I can almost guarantee you right now that that scene is going to be. Uh, I think they they have it playing dig a little deeper, but it's like yeah. I I see it as it's going to be that scene. It's going to have uh, Tiana and Naveen on there with Louis, and it's going to say something on about like Louis Mardi Gras uh, riverboat or something like that. And I'm just like, that's what they're going to do with that. But also, I'm like, it is a good thing. It's like you're using like um, you know a storyline that has like uh, characters that are creatures, you know, that are animals. So I'm like. There's a good amount of that that they can leave how it is. Yeah, honestly, uh, I think the only thing they'd have to do, just because, if I remember correctly, in the movies, the uh, the, the talking animals don't wear the uh, the elaborate clothing, so they might need to like take off the, the hats uh, and stuff that. like that. But that's really all they'd have to do is just take off the the hats and the uh, shirts that they have them wearing, and be like, boom, the perfect right here. And when you send us that clip. I don't know if I responded to you, but I remember I was like laying on my bed. I was like, this is like perfect, actually. Like, you can already start to see things like, you know, like you were saying, like you can already see uh, like a, an animatronic of Tiana and Naveen and of Louie just, you know, celebrating on, on the boat. Oh, yeah, I, um, I definitely see that. I know, yeah, they don't wear clothes, so that'd be a question. Another like random thing I wanted to mention, I saw someone, uh, I think it might have been, I forget. It might have been Disney Hipsters. I forget who it was exactly. Uh, it might have also. Uh, it might have actually been Royal Street. I forget. But uh, someone on Twitter pointed out they were like, you know, what would be really cool is for the drop is if that whole way up, if you see those like uh, shadow demons from the Shadow Man, and I was just like, oh my god, that would be oh, terrible. dude, that's great. <laughs> the whole way up. <laughs> just yeah, I mean. like. Uh, my friends on the other side. Yeah, exactly. Pull away. You're just like, oh no. Like you can, you can straight pull uh, Doctor Facilier back to be a if you want to have a uh, like bad guy on that ride and just you know bring it spirit into it. Yeah. Where it's Actually, like I was sitting just, on the branch, you know, mocking you. It just occurred to me the whole um, uh, laughing place part you could do at that because it's already blacklight, so you could do that as uh, my friends on the other side. You're, you're very much correct on that. I could actually almost visualize that too. Now we're just getting it's excited just, about it. About it. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what? I was, I was just saying, like, this ride, I think it's the music plus, uh, the music part is going to be like uh, more like, um, I guess, more hip or more like funky. <laughs> Makes you want a little, a little dance. I mean, I think the, uh, the songs themselves, they're, they're fun enough where they might not need to like throw any uh spins on it but i think i know what you're saying like kind of make it a little more up tempo for some of the songs yeah let me be honest with you is you know i am not really a huge fan of black mountain i don't go into that much so I, to me i don't care if they sing it that's true i mean um yeah i i do see i think the uh that's the thing though is like you're choosing something that uh, the music is a strong suit of it because uh, like um, like it's kind of a negative connotation uh, or a negative like thought but uh, like one thing I know I was talking about because I had uh, heard someone point out is like um, you know think about it like this like Disney thinks of money right like, that's of course a big concern of theirs um, honestly I was a little scared that they might do a Frozen theme on it because <laughs> they've been trying to shove Frozen wherever they can so I was like, please don't let them do that. So I'm actually, that that's one reason why I was happy about this. But 
Like one thing that was pointed out is like, you know, Disney thinks of money and they're like, yes, Tiana is a big character, but they're like, Tiana by herself is a big character. And they're like, not her movie. And the point was they're like, you go to Target and what do you see uh, sold as its uh, own property? It's Frozen, Little Mermaid, Tangled, and Beauty and the Beast. Those are the ones that are their own things. And they're like, that's the thing though, is that, you know, uh, is Tiana that draw? But then I've also heard like other stupid ideas of what they could do. And honestly, I think the more I think of it, the more I'm like, you know, uh, it also deals with where it's located, like I said before. But it's the thing that like their mu- the music from that movie is strong enough and like uh, well, sing alongy enough. Uh, if that's his word, if you get what I mean, like it's <laughs> got enough, right like, sing yeah, it's got enough sing along aspect to it that it's like it makes sense to be this because one, for instance, uh, I heard it on the Jim Hill podcast. Uh, what is it called? The um, Disney Dish. They were like, uh, someone wrote in and was like, oh, I think it would be really good if it was Robin Hood because you know the characters in Robin Hood. And I'm like, I get that part, but I'm like, the problem I have with that is it's. A, it's a property no one knows except the hardcore Disney fans. And B, those are not songs that you sing along to. Those would be songs like Whistle Stop. Like, you'd be hearing that and, like, most people would be like, what is this? I can't keep up with it. Like, those are good songs, but yeah, you're right. It's like, I can't keep up with them, dude. Yeah, and that's why I'm like, uh, the more, like I said, the more I think of it, the more I'm like, this is a perfect fit. Because it's like, you needed something that the music was strong with it. And that it had a, uh, which actually I would argue that Song of the South didn't have as strong of a, um, of an IP aspect to it, uh, when they originally made it. So I feel like this has a much stronger IP pull with it. Like I said though, I'm a little worried about the girl connotation, but I also can't help but think like, it's, ultimately it's the same ride, so it's like, no, why would it matter? It's not like, uh, it's the worst example I can think of is, well, yeah. Uh, the worst example I can think of of like them changing something over and it didn't work is um, Test Track. Because the original Test Track is an amazing ride. And then the new te- uh, Test Track is very obviously supposed to be Tron, but it's like, it like takes down like the action somehow. Like, I don't I <laughs> yeah. understand it. Like, but the, it's the same ride, but like. Yeah, like the techno, and it's almost like it's like the music isn't upbeat, so it's like it makes you feel kind of like slow. Yeah, you don't feel like you're you're flying down a, a test track, you know, testing these awesome cars. You just feel like you're like there. Yeah. Um, but you know, I mean, it's safe. It's safe to say we're all on board on this. Uh, actually, I don't think. Yeah, I'm trying to say I don't think any of our. Yeah, any people in our family don't like this movie, actually. <laughs> no, it's um, great. Yeah, well, I would say, like, from what I know of, like, other people, like, uh, that was always the thing that, like, people made fun of us about. It, that we were like, oh, yeah, we love this movie. Like, uh, what? Um, my daughter went to school last year for their princess day as Tiana. Uh, she, <laughs> she has a Tiana dress. Um, she's gone to Disneyland like that. Like, um... But I was going to say, uh, so like, obviously we're on board. Oh. Yeah. Uh, we, ha- we have other family members that aren't as uh, on board, but that's just because, and, and you know, I don't blame them. It's the thing, uh, you know, it goes down to the same thing, because uh, I can sadly say it because I'm the same age. The ride's 31 years old. 
so it's like there is that part where it's like it's definitely ingrained in a lot of people. So uh, that's going to be a little, yeah, it's going to be a little drawback, but I think it'll be fine. I mean, it's not like uh, another great example of a uh, crappy version of a of a change would be people movers to rocket rods, right? Uh, one of the most yeah. famous like failures, or um, what was it? Uh, uh, actually, I don't think Hunter would remember this. This was like in 99, but uh, I remember when they went from Main Street Electrical Parade at Disneyland, and they went to Light Magic, which was a horrible, horrible show. You know, I oh. hear about this show, and I'm happy to uh, say that I can't for the life of me remember that thing. Yes, yeah, horrific. But uh, to move on, like, so one thing, and I think a lot of people, uh, like if you're into it anyway, uh, of course, you're going to listen to me talk about it. But Bob White, the guy who's in charge of uh, Disney Imagineering, uh, his official title... Where is it? Man, I just lost it. Yeah, whatever. Uh, but he's the uh, director of Imagineering. So he did an interview with D23 where he talked about it, uh, about the whole redo that they've been working on and why. He goes on multiple times to talk about how uh, Walt Disney himself said that it's not a um, museum, which he's right. And Sorry, uh, so um, I just think it was funny that they brought up, uh, uh, this is Jeffrey Epstein from D23. He brought up, he was like, uh, you know, Princess and the Frog was made in 2009. Why would, uh, why would you do this now? And I love how he, his answer was like, there's no expiration date on it great storytelling and I, I laughed because I'm just Woo! like what does that mean like, yeah, I'm like what do you mean by that Like that, but I know why he asked that because that's going to be a question for people where they're like oh well we already have a Frozen ride why are we going backwards to build this and it's like what do you mean like, they do that all the time <laughs> they they built uh, what was it while they were building Frozen Ever After we got um, Little Mermaid <laughs> like, like, we got the Little Mermaid that. ride yeah <laughs> Yeah, what, the Little Mermaid ride, it was almost 30 years later that we got that ride. So it's like, do you think this is ridiculous? If anything, uh, they've been adding stuff quicker now. But um, this is my thing, is that at the very end of this interview, he said something that was incredibly odd, but also upsetting to hear. And um, it was, when can we expect to be going down the bayou? With, and will this alter any timelines for Avengers Campus or Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway at Disneyland or perhaps Tron Coaster? Oh, well, they just call it Tron, I guess, which is stupid. But uh, the Tron Coaster, uh, or I guess it's Tron Life Cycle Run at uh, Magic Kingdom. And Bob White said, We have separate project teams working on these efforts, but we are still evaluating project timelines based on the extended closures we're we've experienced due to COVID-19. While several projects like Avengers Campus at both Disney California Adventure and Disneyland Paris are able to surge forward based on where we are or where we were in development. Uh, there are, and just to stop right there, we've discussed this a lot, but it's like, why is it still dirt? Uh, this thing is like ready to go. Like just finish the, you know, just finish it. So like, I agree, that needs to move forward. Now, this is where I thought this was concerning. There are others that will be picked back up in stages, like Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway and Tron Light Cycle Run, and some that are longer term that we will need more time to assess. That, I found, was 
super concerning because what he just admitted, literally naming a two attractions that are currently in uh, work, that those are being uh, postponed now uh, because of COVID-19. Now, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, that's supposed to open in like 2022. So I'm like, that one to me is not a big loss because it's like, eh, you can push that along anyway. It's in the back. Tron, the Tron coaster at Disney World, you can see it. It's in Tomorrowland, and you can also see where they're at in that. So, and the other thing is that it's supposed to open for Disney World's 50th anniversary. It's supposed to be one of their marquee things that they're pushing for that event. So I'm like, where do you justify postponing that project? Like, it's a coaster you can see them building. But you can also see that they're very uh, close to, like, enclosing. Like, what, uh, the last I read, they they enclosed the building already, and they're working on the inside part. I'm just like, where do you justify stopping this project? So that means that, like, dome thing is up. You're like, dude, how far away from completion is it that you're, uh, that you're, post- that you're it's not actually, the, like, postponing it? It's not the dome. Uh, if you see pictures of it, all it is is it's the coaster track. And it's the square uh, show building because there's a show building oh, okay, portion. Okay. Um, they haven't built that film thing yet, but it's that thing. It's like, well, you've already built the show building piece. It's like if you didn't have steel up, I could understand being like, oh, we'll post on this. Um, I also found it odd that he specifically did not name one, which I'm guessing is why, or the reason why is because it's way closer to done. Is Guardians of the Galaxy? Was it Guardians of the Galaxy uh, mixed? or whatever, whatever um, yeah yeah the coaster that they're building in uh disney world at epcot okay thank you um no uh but um he didn't name that one which i'm guessing i've heard that one's like closer to being done but that's also a huge uh building too um now an upsetting part of this is that when he says some longer term uh that will need more time to assess. I, and I know I was talking about this with our cousin Justin, because uh, he's also an Epcot aficionado. Um, he also works there, but whatever. But uh, we were talking about this, because I was like, as soon as I read that, I was just like, he's talking about Epcot. There's no other thing he could be talking about. Epcot, right. they literally tore apart, but they, it's still dirt. So it's like, they can perfectly leave that the way it is. But then, that's upsetting, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, like, I, I, don't, I don't even mean that they can really, because I don't think you can leave it the way it is. They tore up the front of the park. They tore up the middle of the park because, like, where the uh, Fountain of Nations was and Club Cool and all the intervention space, they ripped all that out. So I'm just like, how do you, how are you going to justify just, like, paving that over and being like, I guess it's just going to be empty walkways now or <laughs> construction walls and... That's where I'm just like, man, we're we're getting back into that crazy, um, and you know we discussed it uh, off night, but like Bob Iger leaving so abruptly was about that he wanted his legacy with Disney to end with him having a banner year, which was last year where they had seven billion dollars at the box office and uh, Galaxy's Edge open instead of him being like, oh well, now I got to deal with this coronavirus crap and you know for the next five years be uh, or five plus years deal with trying to get our business back to where it was right and i mean shoot man i wasn't even thinking about that until you said it. it's like hey i knew every but this company took a step back but like what from what that sounds like it's like they took a 
bigger setback than they were probably anticipating. So they're like, oh no, we're, we're like, we're deep in it now, guys. It's going to be a while before we're that money, that, that before the parks are making the money if they were. No, um, I totally agree. Uh, George, do you have any fears about Epcot? I believe you hate Epcot. <laughs> Just to say it on record. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I have nothing to say. <laughs> George was the frozen ride, though. Actually, I do. Um, it was fun. It was, you know... Even uh, though I'm not really a... I don't want to drop into a different subject, but I do want to do that comment of Frozen. That ride was amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was actually going to say, I know we all love uh, Grand Fiesta Tour. I have heard rumors that... Um, part of like uh, one of the random kind of things that they've been looking at is genuinely about doing Coco over Grand Fiesta Tour but it's also that thing where it's like uh, even before coronavirus that was the thing where they were like well we've got something that's working already so we can leave that till later but now uh, with this all happening I'm like I wonder how long that's going to take to actually do that um, if that was something that they were planning that's part of that probably part of that like five plus thing you were just saying was like oh this is like way down the pipeline yeah. Well, I mean, just like, uh, and another, you know, rumored thing that I'm pretty sure Bob Weiss is also referring to when he says longer term things is it, it was well known, or it was a well known rumor that after Avengers Campus opens and Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, the next big project at Disneyland was going to be Tomorrowland finally. And it's like, I'm pretty sure that's once again back in the oh, And it's yeah. like, we've been dealing with that since 97. <laughs> just sitting here waiting for them to fix Tomorrowland and they just continue to let it flounder um, I mean and, and that's that's also another thing with the whole uh, Slash Round thing I know so many people on Twitter were still upset but I'm just, there's so many other things that I'm way more upset about and Tomorrowland has to be Ugh. one of them just Tomorrowland it, I was thinking about it the other day uh, we were uh, we had family visiting um, from Florida uh, they all work at Disney World, but uh, one doesn't. <laughs> but uh, cool. but uh, no, um, joking aside, um, no, uh, one of the things I was complaining a lot about was Tomorrowland. And I'm like, I was thinking about it, uh, and I'm like, you know what doesn't make sense is Tomorrowland is literally just a mashup of just random stuff. It's got Star Tours, so it's Star Wars movie based, not Star Wars real world, like, Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. They have Space Mountain. They have the Star Wars Launch Bay, Autopia, the Star Wars Jedi Temple show. They've got Finding Nemo, and then they've got Buzz Lightyear. It's just like, this thing is just whatever, like, right now. It's just, uh, like, what the joke we all make about Disney Hollywood Studios, that's what Tomorrowland is that's right now. And it's so yeah. disgusting. Yeah. Maybe we do a facelift and we, uh, you know, bring back a classic ride that Hunter loves that people didn't really love, and we can just bring back uh, Alien Counter. I mean, come on, guys. They'll never. They will never. They're, oh, I know. They're, <laughs> they're basically getting rid of it in Florida. Um, yep. it's, you know, it is stiff now, but uh, that, that that's not basically dead. Um, no, I was going to say uh, the easiest thing, I think, is... Uh, uh, there, there's a lot of work that needs to be done there. But uh, to finish this off, uh, one thing that uh, Bob White did say, so I know a lot of people were questioning, and I saw some people crying about it, boo-hoo, 
they were like, oh, you know, I never even got a last ride on Splash Mountain. So Bob Weiss did admit uh, in this little thing, I know we got way off track, uh, which we're famous for. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, after he said, you know, the longer term thing, he said, we are working with our operations partners now to determine the timing for this project to get underway talking about Splash Mountain. Uh, for now, we know that both Magic Kingdom and Disneyland Parks will reopen with the existing Splash Mountain attraction. So for all of you that was worried that you may have uh, lost uh, Splash Mountain without even knowing it, do not fret because uh, Bob White is saying, no, we have no plans right now to uh, work on that immediately. But I also think that's a plus because it means that they're not going to, once again, going back to my original uh, worry, they're not going to uh, do a mediocre job. They're not going to throw the thing together. They're going to do a genuine job on it and go, okay, well, how do we do this? How how do we accomplish what we need to get done? Right, how do we effectively do this and not like destroy what's over here? Yeah. Um, any last thoughts, uh, George? Um, I guess the last thing about like Splash Mountain to me is like that I never care about that sure ride. So <laughs> it's just the water. I, I just I'm not really a fan of the water ride. I mean, I'll ride it just because. But even when Princess and the Frog comes out, I'm probably gonna ride it once, and that's it. I won't be too negative, but that's just me. I hate water rides. Well, first of all, everything's better on a boat. Everyone knows that. <laughs> um, secondly, no, I, I get what you mean. It's a, um, actually, uh, I love Splash Mountain, but uh, I know the older I get, the less I ride it, especially since it always has like over an hour wait. Um, but something I hate is river rapid rides. Like uh, Kali River Rapids, I've only ever been on one, uh, maybe twice, but uh, I, like, I just don't care. I'm like, uh, a river rap ride is just, about getting you wet that, nothing else yeah, we get um, that, goes, that also goes into um, Grizzly River Run uh, same thing I'm just like I don't care about this ride because all it is is about getting you wet and I don't want to get wet uh, famously uh, we went to Disneyland once and uh, my brother my other brother Brian um, he was with us and he insisted on us going on um, Grizzly River Run because he was like yeah he's like I, uh, I don't want to do these baby things. We need to do something cool. So we went on that and he got soaked and then he was upset the rest of the day because he was like, why am I, uh, he's like, uh, you know, I got so wet on that ride and we were all like, that's your fault. You wanted to ride this. Yeah, I like the rest of us complaining. We were just like, okay, I'm wet. This is awful. I'm not, uh, yeah, I'm not for that. Not at all. Uh, Hunter, any uh, last thoughts? Oh, I mean, I'll just end it with the whole thing that we've been kind of saying, you know, back and forth, which is, I mean... Uh, tear I'm, Down Doom? No, not Tear Down Toon Down, Judge Doom. Um, no, it's, it's just that uh, as long as they do a really good job on it, you're not going to catch me complaining about, like, literally anything. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm happy as long as you get a quality addition to the park, you know? Actually, going back to uh, Pirates, that's uh, my main complaint, is that you took out one of my favorite scenes, and I was thinking about it today. I'm like, yes, uh, should the option scene have been changed? Uh, thinking back at it and thinking about the dialogue, which I know by heart, yes, because it was definitely offensive. Uh, the 
subject matter was about um, taking women and selling them uh, against their will, which by itself is already wrong. And right, then right. on top of that, it was a fat joke on, on top of all that. So I'm like, yes, yeah, like, uh, you know, there was a lot of sexism and literal slavery that uh, that auction scene was. But what they did with it was horrifying. Like, I, I still say to everyone, I'm like, it doesn't make sense to me what they did. They they took it out and they were like, what if we made the redhead a character? But what if she was loud and obnoxious for no reason? <laughs> and I'm just like, it makes no sense. Like, I still think about it. I'm like, it, the easiest change would have been the redhead is a pirate. Uh, and just have the auctioneer auctioning stuff. Like he is, you know, oh, ten hens, whatever, that stupid thing. What, what is it? Uh, I know I... I <laughs> a hen for a ten. <laughs> yes, a hen for a ten. But uh, then you can... I think you could have left the, you know, we want the redhead and just have her be the one shooting at them. I think that would have fixed that, where it would have been like, she's like, hey, get out of here with Why? this craziness. But Dang. I don't know. Maybe I'm antiquated. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I just think her... her thing, Ah, do you want the room? I'm like, why is she screaming at my face? <laughs> like, dude, I'm right here. Again, right in front of you. I guess Josh is so upset about the red hair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I will always. I mean, that's my favorite ride, and they ruined the scene. Uh, like I said, did the scene need to change? Yes. Was, Was there the a better way good? to do it? Yeah. Was the change good? No. Oh. And that's where you're like, ooh. But then I will say I do love uh, the other things they did, like uh, changing the, um, what would you call it, the cavern scene back uh, from having the, uh, the Davy Jones thing was cool, but like they had to do too much work on it and they had to keep up with it. So like it never worked right. Uh, going back to, you know, the voices, I was like, love it. And of course, uh, having the uh, guy caught in the trap, it, great. Like, that was all great. Now, unfortunately, the auction scene is not great, but... I mean, I, I mean I've lived through all this before, though. Like like I said, I, Pirates has always been, like, my favorite ride, and I've seen them change this thing so many times. <laughs> I, remember, I remember when they added Jack Sparrow, and we were all upset about that. I remember when they added Blackbeard, uh, because Stranger oh, Tides was coming out. People were mad about that. Because it also didn't make any sense how they did it. Because he was like, uh, the mid projection. Um, I remember when uh, the uh, men chased the women in the uh, in the town scene, and that was changed because they were like, "This is offensive." And I was like, "Why is this offensive?" <laughs> but you know, I was a kid. I was like, "What's going?" I was like, "Why does this need to change?" <laughs> All right, you got to bring it off. You get older and you're like, oh, yeah, that was a, that was the right call. Yeah, you're like, oh, they, they were literally implying rape in the ride. That's good. You're like, ooh. <laughs> you know, um, that's why, that's why you know, the older things get, uh, some things have to change. And uh, that's where we're at now. All right, so I'm going to thank you guys for listening to us uh, drone on and on. Uh, Definitely, I am super interested if anyone has any ideas or uh, any suggestions or just want to, like, uh, complain along with us or agree with us. Hit us up on uh, Twitter, um, Instagram, or Facebook. Uh, we'll be at 3 gatm 
podcast, uh, like I say always, uh, you'll get a response pretty quickly. And it will always be me because I'm the one that runs that page. Uh, Every once in a while, you'll see Hunter comment. You will probably never hear George comment unless I say (laughs) specifically George said this. But uh, definitely hit us up. You know, I I love when uh, Nathan specifically, because he loves to say that, or uh, Jessica, uh, you know, our sister, she'll she'll love to uh, comment on there. And I always reply. Uh, So definitely hit us up on there. Um, You can follow uh, George. You can follow me at <laughs> nothing. <laughs> you can follow Hunter. Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Instagram, uh, the Disney Guy Two Four. Uh, lately, I haven't been really on the on Twitter, but if you really were inclined to, it'd be uh, Hunter Three G A T. Hunter with his thousand different names. Um, <laughs> definitely, uh, make sure to subscribe and like us or follow us on uh, Spreaker. Spotify, iTunes, you can download directly at 3G, uh, at geocomedy.com slash 3GATM. Uh, make sure to also leave us a uh, review. We do like seeing those, even though they're not uh, very often that we get those <laughs> from you guys. But uh, definitely hit us up on there. I want to thank George for doing all the work uh, when it comes to producing this, because all I do is uh, I-, I write everything, and then uh, we discuss it. And then George is the one that goes into the actual work of uh, producing things. Yeah, he, he like, does a... Yeah, when it comes to adding music and doing all that, I'm just like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I don't know yeah. what's going on with that. Yeah, George does a terrific job. At, we can't say that enough. Where you go, George? Your, your moment of, uh, <laughs> of embarrassment. But uh, thank you guys for listening. And, uh, you know, we'll see you next time. See you later. Adios. Ka-chow. <laughs>